manure and what to do with it. A lot of actually really good things that can be done with it. Uh, and uh, people who aren't in and around the farming community often think of manure, poop, as waste. But those in farming realize it's quite the opposite. It's, it's well, brown gold <laughs> to some. Certainly it's what our crops grow from here in Whatcom County and Skagit County as well. And and uh, that's what this show is focused on. By the way, welcome back. We continue here on The Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790. Dylan Honkoop with you here on your Saturday morning. Of course, glad to have you here with us talking about things that are, are important to kind of I don't know if unique is the right word, but certainly we've we've got some different uh, farming issues here than maybe in other parts of the country, and that's why we have this local program to focus on this. I want to uh, to uh, thank our our local sponsors, McAvoy Oil Company, brand new sponsor. Uh, thumbs up to them uh, for coming on board and, and supporting uh, us being able to have this conversation uh, weekly here on KGMI, um, as well as Laurel Farm and Western Supply and Farmers Equipment Company, our original sponsors of the program. Um, we talked quite some time ago. Well, we've talked a lot about manure. Ma- manure is a big deal here uh, locally um, in terms of making sure it doesn't go to the wrong places, trying to get it to the right places as as far as feeding crops um, and, and managing a sustainable cycle. Most dairy farms, that's how they operate. Their, their manure feeds their crops. Their crops feed their cows. Their cows make the manure and the cycle uh, continues. But there's more to it than that, obviously. It gets a little bit more complicated than that. And, and one of the things that we've talked about many times here on the program as well is, is the phenomenon of anaerobic digesters and the, the things that those can do uh, with manure. Uh, nutrients as as uh, as um, oh uh, Nicole Emberton at the Conservation District is always uh, very good at reminding. She's a nutrient management specialist, aka a, a poop scientist. Uh, and uh, one of the things that they've been finding with these anaerobic digesters is uh, doing different things with different specific nutrients within that manure. And we talked a while back with Craig Freer with Regenis Digesters. They're a division of Angar Company. A lot of people familiar with Angar been around for a long time, and they got uh, several years ago, uh, over a decade ago, actually, I want to say, uh, into the the anaerobic digester business. They're experts on this and they have a whole division now, Regenis, working on this. And and beyond that, they've got uh, even more advanced technology as far as separating out some of the specific nutrients in that um, in that manure product, whatever you whatever your preferred term is for us. Joining us right now with WSU is researcher Chris Benedict. And uh, welcome to the program this morning. You guys are studying some of this stuff as far as what it could mean for some of the crops around Whatcom County. Of course, manure from dairies traditionally feeds the grass and the corn that's grown for the cows. But can that nutrient, can that manure product, that byproduct of producing milk, can and that also feed other crops in the county and how do they manage all of the right nutrients getting to the right places chris talk about daf uh dissolved air explain what it is i i I always even get the acronyms wrong and all of this stuff Uh, but what are they doing with manure so uh thanks dylan um so daf is a technology um that is a kind of at the 
uh, back end of the anaerobic digestion stream of manure, and it produces, um, it uses some technology that uh, resulting creates a, uh, a phosphorus-rich solid um, and separates that off from uh, the digested manure. Um, digested manure uh, has a, a, a big chunk of its phosphorus sort of dissolved within the uh, particles um, that are floating throughout the solution, and this technology separates out those solids um, and produces uh, a phosphorus-rich product that um, has a little bit of nitrogen but also mm-hmm. uh, is a good soil amendment. Now, for people in farming, we take for granted the N, the P, and the K, but for people not as used to that, those are kind of the basic um, food groups, if you will, uh, that plants eat, the nitrogen, the potassium, and the phosphorus. So this is one of those main categories of plant food, essentially, that you're explaining is suspended in that that product, that, that manure, after it's gone through this digester, after it's gone through this process that people are are producing either um, electricity with or they are producing actually straight uh, natural gas, different things like that. But then there's this product after, and, and what's what's the value of that? So it sounds like what you guys are seeing is the potential for some value here as far as a, a fertilizer, essentially, a phosphorus uh, soil amendment, a, a fertilizer that, that could be used out of the back end of one of these digesters? Yeah, the the concept here is, um, you know, historically, uh, dairy manure um, was uh, was applied to you know berry fields in Whatcom County, and um, so you connected you know a source with basically a sink or a, uh, an area that has demand. Um, that has that historical connection has kind of been diffused because of. Issues around food safety concern um, with a horticultural crop like this that's that's minimally processed in some cases. Um, there's some there's some potential risk there for applying manure, um, you know, during the time periods when it would be most desirable by the plants themselves, whether it yeah. be raspberries or strawberries. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, basically that that's the context there is to sort of reconnect them by u- utilizing some byproducts from. Uh, anaerobic digestion. And this stuff is more useful or, or better suited than just straight manure? Why? I mean, what, what what's the hope here? What, and what are you exactly studying? Yeah, that's a really good point. So, you know, we don't, um, uh, there's several points to cover here. One is, is that um, uh, manure that goes through anaerobic digestion has a, a significant, um, almost, almost complete reduction in potential uh, pathogens that are problematic for humans. So things like um, E. coli and stuff that yeah, people are probably yeah. familiar with, right? Ex- exactly. Yeah. And, um, and in, in addition to that, um, we completely remove the dairy from, uh, the dairy farm itself, because as you mentioned, it does provide nutrients to, you know, grass and corn that is then fed back to the animals. And so it cycles there, but what's it, what we're looking at is, is if we strip off a portion of it, can we redistribute it to areas of demand? Um, and and so, uh, you know, in addition to that, that DAS solid product, um, we're also looking at a, a product that uh, is, is, is nut- uh, nitrogen rich. So it's a little bit different than the, the phosphorus rich product. And DAF, the D-A-F, what does that stand for? 
uh, dissolved air flotation. And that's the that that's really referring to the process that they use to separate this this phosphorus rich stuff out, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 literally uh, it, yeah. It pretty well describes what actually goes on in that process. And then what what's the what's the other stuff called? Isn't there a, there's another um, D uh, acronym here for for this other product that you're talking about, if I recall? Um, oh, so there's Dep or uh, something like that. Well, there's um, I'm not sure specifically what you're looking or referring to, but what, yeah. I can t- I can t- describe to you what other products that we're looking at. Um, and one is a as I mentioned a nitrogen rich product. Uh, the the other uh, for just sort of the science purposes here, um, we have to include um, you know other uh, sort of manure products along the digestion. Um, uh, uh, process and okay. as such. Uh, so the, the project that we're working on is not only looking at the agronomic ability of these products to provide uh, nutrient, the uh, amount of nutrients, but also at the correct time um, to uh, high, high value horticultural crops, mm-hmm. but also is looking at the, the food safety uh, part of it. Um, and so because of that, we, we look at, we're applying not only raw manure, but also manure that has been anaerobically digested, but also some of those nutrient rich products. Um, we've also included a, uh, compost that is derived from dairy manure, um, Mm -hmm. sort of, sort of as a additional treatment, but, um, the concept's all the same, trying to reconnect, you know, areas of, 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 production with areas of demand chris benedict with wsu and their extension out here studying this and and really kind of bringing two major local uh, farming worlds together between the dairy folks and and the berry folks and how they can support each other uh, with some of the things that they have um, in some cases for dairy it's a it's a place to um, spread out and 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 get these nutrients in, out of a system uh, if that's important, and then also for dairy folks to bring in nutrients that uh, have more to provide than, say, putting on more and more commercial fertilizer, which I know a lot of folks are trying to get away from uh, in their systems uh, toward more sustainability. So, Chris, talk about it. You're, you're studying this out at my dad's farm, right on, on the raspberry farm there. How, how do you practically do this? What does it look like on the ground? Yeah, yeah. Uh, coincidentally, it is uh, one of one of the project sites is at your dad's farm, and um, so we we apply these. Uh, we we take a, about a five uh, seven acre field actually and divide it up into uh, isolated uh, sort of treatment areas, and then we apply these various products either uh, by equipment um, or or by hand in some cases, and uh, you know we deliver the same total amount of of you know nutrients to each treatment, uh, but we just. Uh, they're derived from uh, different sources, so to speak. And, um, you know, we're not only looking at the plant growth and yield, but also the benefits that, that to the soil itself what, that these products would have or, mm-hmm. have, or not. Um, and then, of course, uh, sampling both uh, the, the soil, the plant itself, the, the t- leaf, uh, leaves, and also fruit. And those are then, uh, in collaboration with uh, Meijun Zhu over at W.C. Pullman, um, she looks at, uh, you know, possible p- pathogens. Uh, you, you mentioned E. coli, Listeria, Salmonella, um, and, uh, you know, r- runs an a- uh, various le- sets of tests to try to determine uh, the potential, p- uh, p- uh, you know, hazards there. Yeah. 
And I, I know that's been a concern for a long time. And I know that's something, you know, my dad and I have talked about and it's been one of his goals and something that I worked on with him in years past is how he's, he's wanted to know how can he utilize dairy manure as a nutrient on his growing um, raspberry crop. It's obviously easy to apply in between crops, uh, in between plantings, I guess I should say, when it's open ground and, and incorporate that into the soil. But how do you feed a growing raspberry plant that's there year after year after year uh, with with um, that nutrient that comes from dairy manure? It's a little bit tricky. And that's been one of the main concerns is it has to be done in a way that's safe, that doesn't cause any sort of contamination of, of anything. And uh, I know that's that's a challenge he's dealt with, and, and it's kind of what you're studying here is the results of how he's been doing that and, and using some other products now that you're bringing into the mix. Um, from what I heard from him so far, some of the initial uh, results are encouraging as far as the ability to avoid any sort of contamination. Yeah, yeah. I would say at this point, I mean, this we're two years into a three-year study, um, and at this point, uh, we're, we're not seeing really any significant risk um, from almost all of these products in the way in which we applied them. You know, we try to apply them early in the year so that, um, that they're, you know, basically land applied, you know, as far away from harvest as possible, but also the manner in which they're applied, the area that that it's applied to, uh, but also, um, you know, the application rate so that we're not, you know, uh, applying it excessively, um, of course, we want to meet uh, plant demands is the real goal there. But oh, and and really, that should be the goal anytime that nutrient is yep. applied, whether it's to a grass field, uh, a corn field, or a raspberry field. Um, and certainly, in any of those cases, you got to worry about not contaminating uh, the surrounding water uh, and environment. You need to worry about not contaminating the actual uh, product that you want to feed the soil, and, and then the soil in turn feeds the plant. And, and I think a lot of this has come out of the uh, increased focus on soil health. Uh, and that's a, a positive too here. You know, we've in, in months and years past, we've had Ray Archuleta here on the program and David Montgomery talking about his um, book on soil. Uh, we've talked with several experts. Uh, we've talked with producers and farmers about their growing attention on the health of soil and how, how big of a factor that is um, to the health of their crop and ultimately to their livelihood. And it, it sounds to me, maybe you want to weigh in a little bit more, Chris. Um, this is a big, big motivation for this is, is the soil health aspect. Yeah, that, that, that definitely is a, uh, a big component. And that's, you know, what we actually spend a whole lot of time looking at, um, you know, the, the soil, the soil biology, the soil chemical and the soil physical components, um, you know, which kind of, uh, cross each other to sort of overlook the overall soil health component. Um, and that's, um, a big driver, uh, manure is, you know, generally speaking, um, a, a positive for, for soil. Um, and so, you know, um, you know, really a, a lot of these products, you know, the carbon that, that is, 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 you know, a major component of them, uh, bring about the benefits, um, uh, not only in short term, but really, really in the long term. That's the overall goal. Well, and so. I think the, the overall message here is we've got the ingredients for a very sustainable system. If if you look at the system from a very high level view as far as agriculture and farming, um, 
in in our region here um, it's about getting those ingredients to the right place at the right time with the right care yep and, I couldn't agree with you more. And yeah. and that and, and it's not easy to do, and, and it takes a lot of money, and it takes research, like what you're doing. And it takes care and and some rules, certainly, but at the same time, it takes a willingness to to pursue uh, doing things in a in a increasingly sustainable way, which is happening across the farming community. People have just so embraced that that uh, mindset. Chris, thank you so much for your time again. Chris Benedict with uh, WSU Washington State University Extension out here. We really appreciate your time and, and keep us posted on the results of this this could have uh, uh some good news if, if things turn out well both for dairy and berry yeah you bet nice talking with you Dylan.